0: The Dragon red is brought to you by the armadillo podcasting Club
1: did you know that our fifth president William Henry Harrison was actually an armadillo however anti- armadillo rebels secretly poisoned him at his inauguration then burned all of his portraits which is why no contemporary images of him exist today <laughs> as a matter of fact the image you see in textbooks is actually his adopted human brother William Henry Harrison <laughs>
0: okay. I did not know that) <laughs> For more armadillo facts and to unlock bonus content, visit us at patreon.com/armadillo podcasting club.
2: The wheel of time turns and ages come and pass, leaving memories that become podcasts. Hello there, welcome to The Dragon Reread. We're rereading Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time series of fantasy novels. I am Jeff Lake.
1: I'm Alice Sullivan.
2: And I'm Micah Sparkman. And today we're
0: covering chapters 13 through 15 of Lord of Chaos, book 6 of The Wheel of Time. Previously, Rand goes for a social call where he gets bonded to some random ice die and then he uses his wizard powers to terrorize some children into tears. Uh, Varen then reveals that she has schemes of her own, but tells us absolutely nothing about what those schemes are. Uh, while Rand goes and checks up on his wizard death squad. Naive has a really nice chat with Mulgedion and, and makes some travel plans, and then spies on some ice to die. Mediocrely, I guess. <laughs> well, she gets caught a couple times. Twice. She gets <laughs> caught twice. Uh, well, only one of which she actually notices that she gets caught. So, mm-hmm. who even knows who the other one is. That's good. Mm-hmm. Chapter 13, Under the Dust. Icon of the Forsaken.
2: So, Theodrin, who I guess must be a Forsaken then, right? If that's the icon... I guess so, yeah. Theodrin is trying to help Nynaeve defeat
0: her mental block by various tortures. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and uh, apparently has some undesirable, though highly predictable results.
2: Yeah, Nynaeve
1: punches
0: her in the face, I guess. <laughs> this is good writing. You yeah. know, Nynaeve's like, oh,
2: I, I understand why she slapped me, but uh, she deserves that black eye she's got. <laughs>
1: I I do want to give Robert Jordan props for that. It can be very hard to write physical humor, and he does that pretty well sometimes.
2: Mm -hmm. And uh, Theodrin also doused her with water to try and shock her into channeling, I guess. Right. I mean, Theodrin could have died, right? If you're trying to shock Nynaeve into channeling, she she might not have punched her.
0: She might have, like, you know, called down a meteor on her or something. She does stuff like that. Or lightning or, or something. She could have set her on fire. I mean, Nynaeve has a yeah. bag of tricks when she gets angry. But she's really good at
2: healing, too. So maybe, like, that's that's the deal with Nynaeve. She might chop you in half, but
0: she'll put you back together. Does Nynaeve know how to do battlefire? I don't think so, right?
1: God, I hope not.
0: <laughs> We're really <laughs> hoping that.
1: The world still exists, so I'm guessing, no, she doesn't know how to do it yet. Right, good point. When I made the point about his... Um, doing good physical comedy, I wanted to point out the part where they channel the water to make it go out out the window and a cat screams in startled fury and you can just like imagine that sound.
2: <laughs> 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 it's like sound they use in all the movies or something. They toss something off screen. <laughs> 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 That's right.
0: <laughs> That's pretty good. Nynaeve goes on a whole thing about how she never surrenders and immediately surrenders to the fact that she can't channel. She's like, I'm never going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know she doesn't surrender she retreats <laughs> that's right I'm a coward <laughs> it occurs to me that Theodrin might actually be the perfect person for this job because she's she seems to be infinitely patient because you know she just got hit in the face with Nynaeve and she doesn't seem to even take that as like a, a, a stumbling point at all yeah right she and also
2: caught naive listening at the the hall doorway right which
0: is like super eye eye crime or something uh, he,
2: uh, yeah didn't blink an eye
0: yeah so uh, she's patient, and determined, and uh, suspiciously calm. <laughs> but she's, she's probably fine.
2: <laughs> probably fine, right? It's fine, yeah. And Elaine and Nynaeve are constantly arguing about whether they should flee Saladar, which Nynaeve wants to flee because she's convinced the hall is going to give up and go back to Elida. And uh,
0: Elaine says, we don't know that. Yeah, and apparently Elaine's having a pretty rough day because I guess one of her students accidentally makes napalm or something? <laughs> yeah, in a...
2: Making Terra on uh, And, yeah, she created something that wasn't quite fire. It probably is napalm. <laughs> like. no, I hadn't
1: thought about that. The, a ball yeah. of
2: something that's not quite fire, and it just it nearly kills her. Yeah, Elaine doesn't really say what happened, but she's like, good thing there were healers around. <laughs> good she, thing she, there were healers in the room, because she wouldn't have survived. <laughs> that's right. Whoopsie. And I, I guess, I don't know, I feel like... If this is the rule for Aes Sedai, they should actually do a lot more experimentation, because they could just have a yellow sister nearby. You know, like, your odds
0: are pretty good if there's a yellow sister, right? (laughs) They can cure anything but death, is is what they say, right? So, Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, as long as you don't immediately kill yourself. Right, yeah. Or, I guess, still
1: yourself. But I'm wondering if we have a little bit of a plant there, because I think Foulane is suspicious AF, and... Um, in the middle of Elaine's little bitch fest about all the terrible things that had happened to her that day, she men- mentions Fowlane and Nicola. And I think we're pretty convinced that Nic- Nicola, Nicola?
0: Nicola. Nicola. She's
1: totally got to be a Forsaken. She has to be.
0: They're all Forsaken. I mean, well, wait, yeah. Forsaken or Black, Black naja? Naja? Mm. But they met Nicola on the boat to go to Salazar. plant Plant. Isn't that the also was, where they met Milgideon? Slash. So two of the three people they bet on the boat are Forsaken. I mean, they're probably they, they seem to hang out together. Isn't
1: everybody a Forsaken?
2: <laughs> I guess there's only eleven Forsaken, right? <laughs> that we know of, or ten. This
0: there's is only like 10.
1: this is like you and Sirius Black. <laughs>
0: Look, there, there's only a few Forsaken, but you know they could be in lots of places. They could, they move around pretty fast. Well, wouldn't the, all the Aes Sedai and Saladar notice if they were teleporting in and out constantly? I mean, not if they did it in a. You know, secretive way. <laughs> Not if they're male channelers, because they can't detect male channelers. You know, sometimes people are just assholes. <laughs> Maybe Nicholas Demandrid. She's probably Demandred. That
2: makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> but while they're arguing about fleeing, Tarna Fair surprises them with a personal visit. The emissary from the White Tower that everybody's so worried about. Is that
0: before or after Nynaeve this shouting Moggedion's name in the middle of Aes Sedai Village? Um, at the same time? Or something? During, yes. During, right.
1: <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I'm confused, because... Nynaeve says she wants to leave, but she also says she's not going to give up.
2: Yeah, well, I, I don't think she wants to... It, who knows what Nynaeve is really thinking, mm-hmm. right? But I think she, if... She's not going to give up on Rand. Like, that's her first priority, is to, to look out for Rand. Mm-hmm. So uh-huh. if the Hall of the Tower is going to turn on Rand by joining Elida,
0: then she wants to flee. I also think she's just impatient. Yeah, She doesn't, like, sit around. That's not her thing. Maybe she's like, we're on page 320 now and I still haven't done fucking anything. So it's (laughs) time for this this plot to move along. (laughs) Yeah, I know. There's got to be something,
2: some artifact we can go somewhere new to find.
1: Mm -hmm. And can I just say, I don't think Nynaeve is grateful enough to Theodrin.
2: Yeah, I I agree. I I think that's part of what makes Theodrin's patience so impressive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because Nynaeve is really hard to deal with. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I wish I would have somebody who's like, oh hey, this thing that you have this enormous trouble with, I'm just gonna be on it and I'm gonna help you in any way I can. Like that'd be great. I would love to have somebody who wouldn't give up on me. Oh, I I, we'll yeah.
0: help you. Aw. Uh, whoa, whoa.
2: Mm. Armadillos help armadillos. <laughs> I mean And we are
1: all armadillos. Mm.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jeff will help you. <laughs> fine, fine.
2: <laughs> fine I'll help too. <laughs> so Tarnafair has come has come in to see naive. Which surprised me, because I thought for sure she was going to try and get Elaine. Elaine is a useful token
0: in the Game of Thrones. Speaking yeah. of Black Aja. Which is Tarna. a term I invented. <laughs> Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Tarna is definitely Black Aja. Like really? 90%. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Just The way she's acting is very suspicious.
2: I mean, there there is that thing where Nadine's like, I thought her eyes were cold before, but now her eyes are a thousand times colder. Which is usually something you say about Forsaken, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, I never knew somebody could have
0: such a mean expression on their face. Well, the weird part is she's smiling and, like, looking all friendly except for her murder eyes. Mm.
1: I have to ask y'all about that. Have you ever seen that before? Like, you look at someone and you're like, oh, their face is totally in this normal expression, but their eyes are not... Like, I've never... Don't think I've ever experienced that.
2: Yeah, like, that's a thing Robert Jordan does a lot, where he... Their, people's faces convey a lot more information than people's faces in the real
0: world seem capable of conveying. I don't think it's just Robert Jordan. I think that there are, are expressions that you only see described in books, but maybe not in real life, if that makes sense. And I wonder, I mean, maybe what we're supposed to take away is it's not actually just her eyes are super cold. It's just
2: the vibe Nynaeve is getting from her is that she's trying to be friendly, but not completely succeeding. Because yeah. it really doesn't make sense that just her eyes are cold. Mm-hmm. Because if you're faking something, wouldn't you start with your eyes? You would think so. It's hard to imagine what that looks like. Yeah, so listeners, <laughs> hello at the Re Red. Send us your pictures of somebody who's smiling, but their eyes are a thousand times colder than you think they should be. <laughs> yes. Right, the smile
0: doesn't go to the eyes. We want to know what that looks like, cause mm-hmm. I don't know what that looks like. Yeah, I, I can't picture it.
1: I mean, it, they don't have cloaks or aprons, so it's hard to tell if they're good or evil. So I guess we have to rely on their eyes. <laughs>
0: it's true. That's right. She's not fat. That's right, as is, we know. Which is a strike in, yeah. against her, yeah. in mm-hmm. terms of goodness. Yep. Thin innkeepers are always dark friends. Mm. Same goes for uh, I.
2: So she wants to talk to Nynaeve just to get her to come to tar and help them out with Rand. So yeah. it's all about Rand again. This is another one of these conversations where people try and talk to naive about Rand. And she's like, dude, I don't... <laughs> and doesn't she even say, like, here's everything I know about Rand? <laughs> well, she... No. Well, she gets the wrong information, though. Did you notice that? Oh. Like, the information she gave all the Saladar Aes Sedai was he hates being pushed around, but he's a reasonable guy, so if you just reason with him, it's fine. Mm-hmm. But she tells Tarn of Fear, like, he'll never do what you want, you just have to push him as hard as you can all the time.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is like,
2: not only is that... Kind of funny because she's just doing it out of spite. But also, that's the kind of advice when dealing with somebody like Rand that could get you totally killed. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
2: I mean... If he thinks you're trying to manipulate him, he will brag you. <laughs> he's done it before. Yeah. <laughs> More than once. Right.
1: And apparently they know that gain is there too. But, and by they, I mean the real tower? Tower one? Whatever mm, we're calling it?
0: The but, white tower, I I, I I don't know if... We know that for sure, but Nani seems to suspect it based on what she says. Because Tarna says something like, "Oh, and you've got other kinds of strange characters here," which we, I guess, Naive takes to be low game. Yeah,
2: yeah, I think. I was thinking about what you were saying the other day, uh, in, on the other podcast, and I think that Saladar is just lousy with White Tower spies, and probably White
0: Tower equally so with Saladar spies. One would imagine, right? I mean, even if it's not, they're not the White Tower. Certainly, they're in Tarvalon. I'm sure Tarvalon, the city, is chock full of. Little Tower spies. Although the
2: we we've seen twice how Leanne is checking in on her spies, Uh and what she does is she in the dream world she goes and checks if something is painted blue. Yeah, like she goes to into a inn and like the tables and chairs are all painted blue, or she goes to a stable and like the barn is completely painted blue. It seems really obvious. Yeah, I
0: mean, oh, that, that is not a subtle, a subtle thing.
2: Oh, <laughs> yeah. well, I just up and painted my bar in blue. No
0: reason. <laughs> yeah. The exact same blue as the blue Aja who's gone missing. Isn't that weird? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: And it's also, it seems to be generally known now, too, that Swan and Leon survived.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Tarna definitely knows that. Mm-hmm. And that's information that is... Interesting. Yeah, that's not even... But Elida is, is letting it on that they died, right? I, I think that, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, let obviously knows that they're still alive and has been trying to spread that misinformation, but it might be widely known in the White Tower, I guess. Yeah, maybe it is. Uh, I,
2: I don't know. I just don't read her Tarn Affair as Black Aja because it's too obvious, <laughs> right? The Black Aja, you expect them to be more insidious. Yeah. I Somebody mean, you like.
0: Like Sharon? <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs>
1: I'm still not convinced.
0: She hasn't done anything black Ajay. I don't know. I just don't trust her. (laughs) Why not? He doesn't
1: trust redheads.
0: It's her face. She has a really untrustworthy face. No, her face (laughs) is fine. It's her eyes. Yeah,
1: her (laughs) eyes.
0: It's her eyes, Jeff. They're (laughs) so cold.
1: Her
2: eyes are cold. Exactly. A thousand times colder than her face. Her face says Pence's myth, but her eyes say indigestion. (laughs) That's right, exactly. (laughs) So, meanwhile, during all the stuff that's happening, Gareth Bryan is just sort of standing outside the. Hall in Saladar, just reminding them of their deal, which they did have a deal, right? The deal
0: was once they start doing this, they won't turn back. Yeah, I had completely forgotten about that, and, and in the previous set of chapters, I remember reading that Gareth Bryan was just sitting outside. I was like, well, that seems unnecessary. But you're right. It occurred to me as I was reading these that they had prom for his the sake of him and his soldiers. He had made them swear that if once they start doing this, they don't go back to the White Tower until they take it, essentially, yeah. because he's. He's right. I mean, if the Aes Sedai in Saladar go back to the White Tower, it is not guaranteed that Light is going to be so forgiving for uh, all these... Yeah, I, th- I think they'll probably all lose their heads. Yeah, She'd, she would basically call, you know have them, have them killed or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but Elaine has come up with the idea to use that dream-need thing
2: to find a way to convince the hall not to go back to Elida. This is such an abstract idea.
1: Does it feel yeah. a little Deus Ex Machina? Yes, kind of does. Yeah,
2: like what? I mean, could you? What could, else could you use this for? Right? You anything you can sort of,
0: kind of need? Like and what? Do, what do I need in my life? And how does how does the dream know? What you, like, and it, and the thing is, it's like it's something that you don't even know what it is. Like, yeah, and like, we'll we'll get into that. Which I, I just thought this was really reckless. Well, it is right. I mean, they it could have teleported them into the the bottom of the ocean, and that, then they would drown in the dream, right? Yeah. But they yeah. they just did it, and they, it's, it's the
2: second time that they've done it, and they're fine. You know, yeah. they're good. Oh, it works out all right. But it takes them in the dream. It takes them to Tarvalon because they're looking for something they need.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And in Tarvalon, it seems like there's just a lot of nightmares in Tarvalon at this time. Do you mean all the
0: people? Yeah, uh, just a lot more people screaming, like, no happy dreams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, I f- we haven't seen it overtly, but I think we've seen hints that Tar-Valon, uh is not a happy place anymore. That under Elida, the White Tower is different and the city itself is, is essentially just, like, falling apart. Yeah. I think I remember them saying that in one of the previous trips, there were just, like, piles of garbage around the corners and things like that. Like, <laughs> it's just the city's junk now.
2: Yeah. So, eventually, they keep doing the need thing, which I guess gets them closer and closer, and eventually gets them into a storage room of Terran
0: Grial. Yeah, so we don't, we don't know what it is that they're drawn to here yet, right? I, I'm wondering if this is something that we're supposed to know what this is. You no, know, I have a suspicion. Uh, yeah.
2: Because what happens in the scene is they're in this storage room of Terran Grial and Nynaeve is like, whoa, this is really dangerous. And Elaine's like, I don't care. But then just they're just checking it out, and they're like, yeah, we don't know which item it is and they open the door and the door opens into a guard's room. Right. And they see, like, across the way, like, a door with a grate in it. Uh-huh. Which, to me, sounds like a prison cell. Yeah. And so what I was thinking is, maybe it's not the Terangrial, Maybe it's whatever, whoever's in that prison cell. Oh, oh. that could be. It's just, I don't know, a theory. Yeah. Because they did that thing where, like, oh, yeah, there's this room over here, but that can't be it, because that's not magical stuff. Let's go mm. somewhere
0: else. Yeah, the, in my mind, it was one of two things, and they're both kind of Jordan things. This is stuff that Robert Jordan likes to do. It's either a callback to something that we should... Some, like, subtle thing that we should remember, but we mm-hmm. don't, because he does that all the time. Or it's a, a foreshadowing of something that we're going to learn about a little bit later. And then we'll, be, we'll go back and be like, oh, yeah, this is what he was talking about, and, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I thought it might be one of those two things, but... Yeah, I yeah, can... right.
2: I don't know, maybe Alviarin or Elida has had somebody, you know, Black Aja tortured or something, and the evidence is there. It could
0: be that this is where the horn is, I guess, possibly. Oh. I don't know, that's something that would be... We don't know where the horn is. We know it's in the White Tower, but we don't know where. So right, yeah. But I don't know hand. how
2: that applies to the thing that they need to prevent the hall from going to Elida.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I mean, the thing that they find isn't especially yeah. clear either, right? But then, but then what happens here is they, they say, Oh, well, not here. So we're going to use need again, only we're going to specify... Not that. ...to the computer program. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not this one. Not at the tower. Somewhere else, another city.
0: Mm-hmm. But again, But this, this,
2: at this... At program. this point, if you notice, what they start saying mm-hmm. is... Well, the Terra we need must be somewhere else. So they start looking for a Terra that they need that's in another
0: city. Which they weren't looking for a Terra specifically before, but now they are. Because the place they went the first time made them assume that it was a terra they were right, looking Right, exactly. And maybe mm-hmm. I'm
2: reading too much into it, but I feel like they're getting random results because they're choosing random stuff every time they
0: do it. Or maybe the dream knows that it's a Tarang they need, and it needed them to think about Tarang so it could refine the search. Oh so it God. just directed them a room, of Turan, a room full of Tarang so they would think, oh, we need a Tarang <laughs> Now, this, this, this whole thing is, is very, like, dodgy from a plot perspective, but, I mean, I guess it progresses us for what we need, so whatever. Right, yeah. Yeah,
1: if this is what we need to get the two of them to get a move on,
2: sure. Right, okay. Yeah. Yep. So it takes them to a new city, which turns out to be Eibodar, which we don't, we've never been there before, yeah, right? Yeah, we don't know anything about it. Yeah. Except it's, uh, there's some really cool towers, really cool bridges. I guess there's canals. Yeah. Uh, and there's a nice side of town and a not nice side of town. Sure. And on the not nice side of town, there's a storeroom full of lots of cool stuff. <laughs> For some reason. This yeah. is an Ancient abandoned storeroom full of Terondrio. Yeah, which they, eventually they keep doing, they keep flashing the need thing again and again. Eventually they, it leads them to a bull. With, like, cool animated clouds on it. In a box of garbage, right? Like- In a box of, like, kitchen leaves. In a <laughs> box right. of
1: kitchen leaves, but there were also two heavily rusted swords and an equally brown breastplate with a hole eaten through it.
2: Ah, so this means old armor shit. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Right, about. yeah, so uh, maybe uh, an old warrior brought this back, like, after looting someplace? Yeah, yeah. maybe. Uh, but they, they surmise that this is a terangrial which could help them fix the weather, which would be pretty great. Yeah. So I, I'm wondering now, is this the thing they need to keep the hall from going back to Elida, or did they accidentally go for just the thing
0: they need in general, which is a way to fix the weather? That is a good question, because, again, this 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 search system seems very abstract and, and ambiguous, yeah.
2: Yeah, speaking of ambiguous, it uh, conveniently happens that they cannot pinpoint where in Ibudar this is, because... Uh, Ibudar is just such a, a warren of little streets. And there's no, <laughs> for some reason, there's no signs anywhere yeah. on any of the buildings. <laughs> well,
0: that, that that actually is a thing they know, right? There's no words, there's only pictures. Yes, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, well, that no, mean... not
2: even pictures, right? They just say it's like the blue doors for inns and red doors for taverns. Right. Mm-hmm. So it makes me wonder, are the people here illiterate? I guess so, right? I don't know, yeah. I
0: don't know. Uh, but it means they'll have to go... To Ibudar to actually find this place, and then just do this again, I guess, right? They just go to the dream, and then do the. <laughs> this time we want to search for that Boltron oh, Grail. <laughs> yeah, take right? us to the bowl. Um, so that's
2: their plan. Another road trip, which is good. They need to be on the road. Yeah. This totally feels a bit like a, like an RPG game. Yeah. Where like, you know, you've done all the quest lines, and so you just talk to everybody in the town, and eventually you find a quest that takes you to that region you haven't been to before.
0: Uh huh. I mean. <laughs> Presumably, there's higher level enemies there. I get, I, I get the feeling that Robert Jordan's like got a list of cities, like check, 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 check. I'm in yeah. it's good. I thought his description of ebudar was really compelling. I, I thought it was neat. Well, he, he, I will say that you know it, it's something we don't see as much anymore, but he's still really good at building a world, and he's he's made each of the cities distinctive and unique. You know, the, every time we we enter one of these new areas, it is notably different and interesting. You know. Yeah. So, chapter 14, Dreams and Nightmares, Icon of the Ring.
2: So, Egwene is off dreamwalking. She's avoiding Nynaeve and Elaine for vague reasons. Yeah, I thought, didn't we, haven't we been told that Egwene was too weak to be
0: dreamwalking? Yeah, but we were told that by the wise ones who think it's okay to just lie all the time. And she's been faking it just because, right? Like, it's really unclear. Well, she still
2: has the headaches. I think they're saying, don't go back as long as you've got those headaches. And she's like, I don't care. I'm going to go
0: dreamwalking anyway. But she doesn't want Nynaeve and Elaine to know that she's dreamwalking still because...
2: That I don't understand.
0: Yeah. She is freaked out by all the extra women running around in Teleron Riyadh, which... As she
1: should be. As she
0: should be, yeah. No. What, what she says is she could have approached Nynaeve or Elaine, of course. They certainly knew how to keep secrets. But something told her not to. She had dreamed of doing it, and it always seemed a nightmare. Not the sort that woke you in a cold sweat... But the kind that made you twist fretfully. That's so, a, that's her explanation for not talking to Nynaeve. I mean, maybe
2: this, she has prophetic dreams, so maybe this is part of her prophetic dreams. She just knows it would be bad to talk to Elaine and Inaeve for some reason. Must I guess be. so. Yeah. It's weak. Yeah. Just because. So she bails out of Teleron Riyadh and goes to the place in between
0: where you can see everybody's dreams, like you know more stars than there are in the sky. I guess she's doing more dream stalking. Which, by the way, I know I've said it before. I still fucking hate. <laughs> I think that's so creepy <laughs> yeah, and lame. Yeah,
2: creepy and invasive. Yeah. It's. She says here though she sees dreams from all possible worlds, including worlds where nothing makes any sense. You know, up is down, black and white. It's just like a whirlwind of chaos because. Like, the physical rules are completely different from the rules of the world that she's in. Right. It's very interesting. How, yeah, how would you know? Well, you just look at it, right? And you just, like, it. I the way I envision it is, like, the rules are different, so when she looks at it, all she sees is chaos, right? Mm-hmm. She, her eyes cannot process what she's seeing because it's, like, a different dimension. Oh, I, th- I just thought
0: maybe some people dreamed like that, you know? <laughs> Insane people? I mean...
2: Oh, yeah. So maybe. I was thinking, well, you know, because... They've been in the world, the alternate worlds of things that are slightly different, right? True. And as you go like world to world, everyone's slightly different. Eventually, you get to a world where, you know, there's no gravity or something, mm-hmm. right? Or everybody breathes fire or something like that. That'd be pretty cool. Yes. Yeah, so Aguin is dreaming, like I said, without permission from yep. the wise ones. So she's hiding from them.
0: So wait, uh, one of the things that she she sees is uh, Berlane. and yeah. she says Berlane is now in charge of N. Did we know that? Yeah,
2: I think so. Uh, she's just a, an
0: administrating. Kind oh, okay. Of, cause
2: no, none I of the, thought I didn't
0: know that. I think we, they mentioned that like a book ago. <laughs> I gotcha. It's hard to keep track sometimes.
2: Yeah. Because okay.
0: Brand okay. doesn't trust any of the Terran lords. Yeah, well, the first of Maine is essentially the, the queen or king of the president of Maine, right? Yeah. And so, and, and always had like a tenuous but kind of subjugated relationship with T. Here. Yeah, because they're much smaller than Tear. So now giving her control yeah. over Kyrian has got to be interesting from a political perspective, right? Yeah. It seems like it has some interesting like, political implications. hmm Yeah. But while spying on dreams, she kind of gets what she
2: deserves when a dream sneaks up on her and engulfs her without her control. Yeah, just gets pac man right up. Which is pretty scary, Because, uh, but in this case, it kind of turns out okay because... It turns out to be Gwynne's dream. Yeah. It's like uh, we just get teleported into a romance novel. And Gwynne has, like, has, he's having a sex dream about Igwane. Uh-huh. And so she gets, had sex with in Gwynne's dream.
0: Yeah. That's kind of weird, right? But she's into it, you know? She is. No, no, she's like, I mean, that wasn't so bad. You know? I mean,
1: we don't technically know it's sex, because it's a very, like, immature thing. Like, he's promising... That he will protect her. My heart is yours. Blah blah blah. And he mm-hmm. says a bunch of like Song of Songs stuff. So we don't know that they had sex. It could have I, just been like a teenage, like oh, and then we made out and it was hot. I think no. maybe,
2: but like you know, he was. I mean, Gwen's a soldier, right? He knows how it works. He knows where where the pipes are fitted. <laughs> and and so he's carrying her down the hallway to his bedroom, and she's like, whoa, 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 no, no, no! And she manages to change it to like a hillside, and he puts down a blanket and lays her down on the hillside. I mean. Where's this going? I, Except sure. for I, like, I wish, this yeah. train
0: has got no brakes and it's going straight to Bone Town. <laughs> and later she talks about <laughs> how he dreamed about her in a way that she would, you know, she was like, how dare he dream of me that way? Uh, you know, I mean, it okay. it seemed heavily implied. Yeah, there yeah. Was some, some I dream mean,
2: it, me. yeah, he, he, does, he doesn't actually say, right, and then they porked, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I think it's pretty clear that it's a sex dream. And it's, it's this weird thing where... Because she's in Gawin's dream, for a while she's a passenger in her own body, uh, which is creepy, right? This, uh-huh. is, this would be creepy basically in any other scenario, except that she and Gawin are deeply in love with each other. Which is...
1: After all that time they spent together. I I know, right, <laughs>
2: right. This, what, three weeks they hung out a little bit? Right, yeah. And so, this made me think, you know, the rules of Teller and Riyadh are right, you get cut, and then you're cut in real life. If you come in the dream, do you come in real life? Yeah, Absolutely. Anyway, so yeah, we cut to, as she's enjoying her splendor in the grass. Yeah. With <laughs> splendor, right. <laughs> yeah. Nynaeve is keeping away, because that's her latest thing to try and break her block, is exhaustion. Right. When there's a furniture attack. Yeah. All the furniture in Saladar attacks people. The moment we all knew was coming, when the furniture rebels. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. It's not going to take it that much longer. That's right. <laughs> And and then, it's just—it's like the beds and the bedsheets and the pots and pans and knives and stuff. Everything, yeah. All starts flying around trying to kill people.
1: It's like a reverse Beauty and the Beast.
0: Yeah, and they, okay, I, I, I <laughs> <laughs> it is like a reverse Beauty and the Beast, that's right. <laughs> Although, Beauty and the Beast, they did kill people. Oh, that's right, like Remember the, that, the wardrobe that, that ate wardrobe somebody? That
2: ate that dude?
1: Oh, that's right, okay. You didn't see
2: that dude again. Yeah, that wardrobe right. just got turned back into a person. That's yeah. right. But yeah, this furniture attack, Nynaeve's inability to channel on command seriously hurts her ability to help people. Yep. But she links with some Aes Sedai, because the Aes Sedai believe it's attacked by Semiel, Which is kind of dumb.
0: Yeah, but, but uh, I, you know, it's interesting, because up until now I did sort of wonder why the Forsaken didn't just attack Tarvalon and wipe him out. And this this is a good point. We know that... they can link, and if a group of them linked, can beat a Forsaken. Exactly, yeah. So 13 Aes Sedai can beat probably all of their Forsaken linked, right? Or, you know, any of the ones you would link. Any individual Forsaken, right? Yeah. Uh, which is interesting. I, 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 guess, I, I've got to wonder how that works, though, because the Forsaken have a level of power and knowledge that you would think would be unstoppable, right? So even if there are 13 ice to die with limited knowledge, I mean, it's, it's just, they have, like, a giant flow of fire and just, that's well, it? Well,
2: I mean, but they can, I don't know, do wizard fights with each other or something. You don't want to pull that thread, because... Then you'll ask, why did not Samael just use his ancient knowledge to make a nuclear bomb and teleport up into the air a mile above Saladar and drop it on them? Yeah. No, you're right. It, <laughs> you're part, don't pull that thread. <laughs> you're right. Fair yeah. enough. But yeah, this big fight with the furniture. This, I thought the linking, the linking was cool. I like the description of how linking worked. Yeah. Even though it was a little unsettling, it makes like somebody else can control your channeling. And use your strength or something. Yeah, I mean that's
0: that's exactly how the Adam works, right? They I think they're oh, yeah, talking kind of about is. How, maybe it's related. I, it I think Elaine does say that does say that. She oh. says that the Adam is very similar to the linking Ugh. Yeah.
2: This attack is so obviously not the Forsaken. Samael is not gonna make your stool fly across the room at you.
1: Yeah. yeah, and Nynaeve tells them that and and they're like, Don't argue, shut up. Just yeah. link.
2: Yeah, And in this situation, Linking is actually a really bad tactic because the problem is there's a bunch of like little problems all around the thing mm-hmm. and it, Each group of 12 Aes Sedai are grouped together and they they're all directed by one person that one person only got a certain
0: amount of attention
1: Yeah, and meanwhile there's individuals who are being like choked to death by their sheets right, yeah. yeah. Yes,
0: and no So the thing about linking is it doesn't require everyone involved to be very strong so if you have an Aes Sedai and like half a dozen novices the novices aren't going to be able to do much on their own, right?
2: Well, yeah, but they could run around with their fists, right? They could grab things. Yeah. That that would be helpful. I suppose that's true. more helpful than this because I, I feel like what Anaya, who's leading the linking circle, is doing is not as effective as what these people would be doing separately. Yeah. It's been, and, and her link includes two other Aes Sedai and Elaine and Nynaeve who might be angry enough at the bedclothes to <laughs> do some channeling. I mean,
0: I mean, Elaine does immediately resolve their bedroom situation in a way that Nynaeve couldn't without the power, right? Right, yeah.
1: But we get a weird sort of something from Nicola.
2: Yeah. Nicola, I, this seems like foretelling to me.
1: Mm-hmm. The lion's sword, the dedicated spear, she who sees beyond... Three on the boat, and he who is dead yet lives. The great battle done, but the world not done with battle. The land divided by the return, and the guardians balance the servants. The future teeters on the edge of a blade. That is some good prophesizing. Very right?
2: cryptic. Like I, I can think of some meanings, but not all of them.
1: Well, he who is dead yet lives. Is that supposed to be Matt, or is that supposed to be the great lord?
0: I'm thinking Matt. Uh huh. And the lion's sword is probably Gawain, I suspect, right? Yeah, the Lion Sword seems like a win, although because the Lion is Cameron and well, if it if Gordon the Lion Aladdin. Sword was Elaine,
2: then that those three in the front the the Lion Sword, the spear that wouldn't be tamed or whatever, the and
1: dedicated spear, mm-hmm. the
2: dedicated spear, and the,
1: she who, sees the she who sees
2: beyond that would be
0: Elaine, Avienda, and Min, the lovers of Rant. Right. So okay. So you're saying Elaine could be the Lion Sword. Yeah. Well, Avienda lion's... would be the dedicated spear, and Min would be she who sees beyond.
2: The other two fit, but Lion Sword doesn't fit. So. Yeah. I'm not mm-hmm. sure.
0: Lion Sword fits Gawain
2: a lot better.
1: And actually, when I saw She Who Sees Beyond, I didn't think of Min. I thought of um, Egwene because I think it's pretty clear that she's supposed to have foretelling abilities. Oh,
2: okay. So maybe G- Gawain, Egwene, and Avienda.
1: Maybe I de- don't know. dedicated
0: spear. Who else could that be?
1: It couldn't be anybody else, right? I
0: mean, well, it could, it could any Ie, any Ie, right. Aiel, right? Sure. <laughs> yeah. but let's see. Uh, Avienda seems like the most likely.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and the. Three on the boat, don't know what that means. The, the great battle,
2: and but not we're not done with battle. I think that's the bit, the big battle at Kyrian. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: But there's more battles to come. The land divided by the return seems like a Shan-Chan reference. Right, because they're the return. The right.
1: guardians balance the servants.
0: I don't know what that one is. Though. I mean, this, the servants are probably Aiel, right?
2: The guardians balance the servants. Yeah, I have no idea. I don't yeah. know
0: who the guardians would be. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, That's it's good. It's tantalizing. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. uh, uh, whenever Robert Jordan does his little, like, prophecy things, it's always fun to pu- puzzle him for sure. Right, yeah.
2: But then, uh, Anaya acts a little funny
0: after this is all
2: over. How do you mean? He, she seems disappointed that it wasn't Forsaken. Oh, yeah, definitely Black Aja. Like she was expecting Forsaken. Yeah, definitely Black Aja. So, are are any of them not Black
0: Aja? Uh, no. In Saladar? Yeah. Everybody's uh, Black
1: Aja at all times. I'm trying, let
0: me think, let me think. Hold <laughs> on. Let me think.
1: I think we can cross out Swan and Leanne. Yeah, probably we, we've
2: not. We've been probably. inside Swan's head, but I don't know about Leanne. Oh, that's true. She could be Black
0: Aja. Well, not anymore. She, she now probably she's is. A dark friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, she got downgraded to a dark friend. But, okay, so Cherian, um, definitely. Theodrin, definitely. Uh... Anaya, definitely. I would
1: definitely put Anaya on the list now, too. Because I wonder, too, when she was... I hadn't thought about that way. But when she, when Nynaeve had been like, this is not a forsaken. Like, this is one of those bubbles of evil. And Anaya was like, quiet, child. At first, I thought it was just the Aes Sedai arrogance. But now I'm wondering if maybe she was.
2: Right. She's expecting an attack? Yeah. Mm. Or
1: misdirecting. Right. I mean, maybe that was a way... If she, if she was expecting an attack maybe getting all those women together would be a way of kind of like putting the most powerful people to the side so that oh, the Forsaken right. or whoever could come yeah, in and do their thing. Yeah, she did come get
0: Elaine and Nynaeve, who are the most powerful. In fact, Nicola is supposed to be really powerful, right? Mm-hmm. That's true. So if she clusters them all together and controls them, then she... And it is some Oh, dear. Then that'd be real bad, right? Yeah. Because it can't break out until... Like, what's you're in, you're in, right? That's right, yeah. Although, maybe...
2: I think... Anaya probably still isn't expecting the naive classic face punch. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) That's true. Abraca face punch every time. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So chapter 15, A Pile of Sand, the icon of the Aiel Spears. So Egwene awakens in what appears
0: to be a post-sex languor. Yeah, I wrote down, did Egwene just get it in the dream? And I think she did. (laughs) I really think she did. She's
2: sweating and her cheeks are flushing and she's like trying not to remember certain elements of it which because she's super puritan that means like the sex right Even though even though she was into it at the time and i'm just like you know what Egwene, you had a good time own it you know (laughs) yeah right it's not like you guys are even in the same room like nothing happened yeah and like it's dream sex so it's probably Better than the sex you're actually eventually going to have with, with Gwyn. this
1: eighteen-year-old. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Gwynn spent a good deal of more time reciting poetry and holding her while they watched sunrises and sunsets.
2: <laughs> <gasps> yeah, <laughs> nah. She's a girl, I guess, still in this way.
1: Yeah, that's why I was wondering um, if she, they actually did have sex or if that was just her with her little schoolgirl fantasy. No, nah.
2: okay. Gwyn's eighteen years old. He's yes. a soldier. He's he is... in his dream they won't.
1: Okay. But I'm just saying, like, because he's supposed to be overly honorable and everything, you know. He's mm-hmm. like, "Oh no, I must not love you. My brother loves you." Blah, well, blah,
0: blah. I mean, that's what he was saying, but yeah. But then,
2: then in his dream, Egwene probably was like, "Oh no, but you have to do it. I want you to do it." <laughs> I'm gonna die if you don't do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Oh yeah, that was I forgot the first part that happened in Gwen's dream where Egwene is chained to a pillar, uh huh, and like Rand shows up, but evil Rand, ha 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 ha, and he sword fights with Gwene and Gwene kills him. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> And it's
0: like, eh, you know, that's fine.
1: <laughs> but she has some crazy foretellings, or something, or rather, too, about other people.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Perrin's there, the wolf at his feet, duh. The hawk and a falcon. So of course, the falcon is Fey'lan, and we keep talking. The hawk has got to be Berelain, but
0: well, that's what we thought, but maybe not. I don't know. I I thought I thought we had sorted out the hawk and the falcon thing, but if they're still there, I, I mean, I guess Perrin could encounter Berelain again. She's back in the picture, right? Yeah. So it could be. That's so got
1: to be what it has to be, right? And then, of course, we get a little more of that axe metaphor with the axe chasing him. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. I don't know what that one's about. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want
1: it. <laughs> I don't want it. Uh, Matt, he's got the old tongue and the two ravens again. Yeah, it seems pretty clear. In another, a woman, face shrouded in shadow... Beckoned him toward great danger. Egwene did not know what, only that it was monstrous.
0: We don't know who, what, or what that is. I suppose. I mean, a woman gets Matt in trouble. Touche. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just like Matt's modus operandi. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then I guess Rand's is <clears throat> also pretty. Obvious what that's about. It's, Which one is? Uh, Avienda, Min, and Elaine are oh, all idea. sitting in a circle about him, around him, putting their hands on him, putting their hands on his dick. <laughs> Each in turn
1: reaching out to lay a hand on him. They don't <laughs> say where.
0: Yeah, <laughs> on his dragon D, <laughs> his dragon <laughs> destiny. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. That's that's pretty straightforward. Yeah, but then so
2: sometimes foretelling is boring. Right,
0: <laughs> but then there is something interesting. He's uh, he's walking towards a burning mountain. Something crunching beneath his boots. She stirred and whimpered. The crunching things were the seals of the Dark One's prison, shattering with his every step. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of interesting, I guess. Yeah. So maybe the chaos that he's creating is freeing the Dark One in some way, you know? Yeah. I mean, we, we, we've talked before about the fact that the seals are softer now, and we don't really understand or know why, but yeah. it makes me wonder if Rand is somehow responsible. hmm
1: And further proof that the Aeol are hardcore. When they find Kyrianon in the Waste, they sell them like animals, in other lands beyond yeah. the Waste.
2: That's messed up. Yeah. yeah. They really don't like Kyriana.
0: Yep. Damn. The Kyrianan really shouldn't have chopped down that tree. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it wasn't... It was one. It was the king. That one no, Kyrianan two, guy. And yeah, he's dead. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Long dead.
1: But she wakes up, and there's a guy Shan there, who is totally not suspicious at all.
2: Mm-hmm. A guy Shane acting really weird. One of the guys Shane that that won't put off the white and go back to their normal life after the year of service. Uh, which is, I guess, because they, they think that's how they're supposed to be now, that they have all the memories of the Aiel.
0: I mean, they, they're kind of right, right? They're, if they're returning to the, the ways of the original Aiel, that's sort of what they were. Yeah, I think they're... I mean, I guess not all of them are doing it, but they're
2: taking this way too literally. I mean, the My Aiel, ancestors, 3,000 years ago,
0: did some stuff that I probably don't agree with. You know? <laughs> not that I mean, far back. Aiel are but, a culture that is obsessed with their doing things a certain way, so, I mean, I guess that's the... What they see is returning to their true giotto, right? Yeah. So Egwene,
2: the reason the wise ones don't want her to dream walk is because she has headaches still for dream Yes. So I thought she just got like blasted by landfear. Set on fire or something, right? Wasn't there fire? She, she got it like exploded or something. It just, but I thought it was entirely physical. I don't know why I she's got this
0: dream block now. Yeah. No. Dreamwalk. This this is weird. Yeah. Dream dream block. That's good. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's unclear and uh, kind of. It might just be a plot device kind of thing, you know. Yeah. We don't want her to in the dream, so we have to come up with a reason for it. Right. But they also they could be right. Maybe her brain's going to explode or something if she's <laughs> doing this. I mean, they want her to heal, you know. If you are, if you break your leg, you shouldn't go running around on your leg, right? Yeah. Egwene's running around on her broken leg. Egwene's like, but I gotta
2: walk around in order to learn. I gotta learn everything
1: and have sex and <laughs> with my boyfriend, right, but sex. not really. <laughs> but speaking of that. Now that Melaine is getting regularly laid, she's uh, much nicer.
2: That's true. Her personality has completely
0: changed now that um, she's married. Yeah, that's right. It's that oxytocin. And we learned that the reason that Egwene gets pac manned by the dream is because go loves her. Right. And it's not normal love, it's like super epic love. Like so much love. It loves her super hard. <laughs> More than anyone's ever loved anyone ever.
2: I, how long did they actually know
0: each other? They really didn't know each Like About three weeks. Yeah, like like that. Maybe a and, month. And she was in class most of the time. Uh huh. Yeah, like like they were, the time that she was in Tarvalon and he happened to come around and, and talk to her. Those are the, the times that they because she wasn't in Tarvalon that long to begin with, and yeah, they probably ran into each other what maybe once a week something like because that.
2: It's weird because
0: he's a nobleman with military training, right?
2: Military right. experience, so he knows a lot of cute peasant girls, right? <laughs> what is it about Igwein that's so amazing?
1: Yeah, I'm probably going to get a lot of hate mail for this, but it feels very Twilight-esque to me.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh. Yeah,
1: the, the sexy, experienced guy who, for some reason, is super into just this one girl.
0: Mm-hmm. I, well, okay, mm-hmm. by all accounts... After barely
1: meeting her, each other. Egwene
0: is supposed to be super beautiful, right? They're like, oh, she's like super pretty or something, right?
1: I don't think she's supposed to be super beautiful. She's just pretty, but like all women in this world are pretty.
0: yeah. Two Rivers breeds super pretty people. Does it? I don't know, probably.
1: I thought it bred stocky.
0: Everything that comes probably out of Two Rivers know, right? is the best there is. That's
1: right. Fair enough.
2: Best yeah. tobacco, the best water, the best farmers.
1: Best bitches. Best
2: soldiers. Best bitches.
0: <laughs> best <ice laughs> I, I mean.
2: It's true, yeah. It's the blood of Minethorin. That's right. It's the best. Yes. On this spot stood a nation of Minethorin, and all the chicks were tens. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I guess where the, blo- the blood spilled, the tobacco was like super sweet. <laughs> that's
1: just, that's right. All the chicks and all the dicks were tens. Yeah, yes,
0: that's right.
2: They Big call dicks, them uh, hot chicks. Two Rivers Dimes.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh. Anyway, so the we find out from the Wise One's
0: perspective that they are really enjoying torturing the Aes Sedai in the dreams. Yeah, they're just putting... Just kind of fucking with them, putting snakes in. But they're, mm-hmm. but they're also saying that their experiences are somewhat frustrating, right? They're, they're frustrated with dealing with the Aes Sedai, and the Aes, mm-hmm. Aes Sedai are you know, frustrated dealing with them. Yeah, their instruction method just leaves a lot to be desired, in my opinion. It doesn't seem very effective, does it? It's not working. No. We also learn uh, something that is like it's kind of a throwaway thing, but uh, it's something we've, been, we've talked about before. They talk about a specific wise one by the name of Mora, uh, who was... Some said over 300 years old when she died.
1: Yes. And did not
0: die of old age. She died of a, a snake bite. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so, they said she still looked young. Yeah.
1: So we finally have a number to put on Aes Sedai ages, at least. Because we were talking about Varen last time.
0: Yeah, so we know that Chandlers m- could live over 300 years. Yeah, that's a really long time. Much longer than I thought. I think I think our previous estimate was in the 100 It year seems range. a lot longer than the Aes Sedai we've met are are old.
1: Yeah, I wonder if it's the wise ones that can live as long. Maybe not the Aes I Sedai, I, though. Maybe it's not just to anybody who can channel.
0: Yeah, maybe. I don't know. We'll, we'll have. I'm sure we'll learn more as we go, but yeah, this is uh, surprising to me. So mm-hmm. 300 years.
1: I was wondering, are
2: there
0: male dreamwalkers? Surely. Because I said it has nothing to do with the power. They have never encountered one. The only ones who we know who've been in the dream uh, as males are it? whether it's Slayer or Hunter or whatever. Yeah, and Rant. And Rand, And Demandrid,
2: and, and, the and they all kind of come in the bad way. They come right. in in
0: the flesh. Right, which you're you know, not supposed to do, because it eats your soul or something. But and
1: Perrin does it through his wolf powers. True. Right, yeah.
0: But other than that, no, right? There's no normal uh, Other than those five people. <laughs> well, those five people are special circumstances. Well, yeah, it's, it's interesting that cause the, the Aiel, the
2: wise ones, have in their blood dreamwalking sometimes. But... There are no male
0: dreamwalkers? Because, you know, it's in the blood of the Aiel. Yeah, that's a good question. It should. Did they never try? It's curious to me. We know that males can end up there by accident. We've seen several examples of that, right? Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Hmm.
2: So, Egwene just sort of tries to ask the Wise Ones about her experience getting sort of semi-romanticized by Gwyn without letting them know that she's been breaking the rules. And the Wise Ones... Kind of slow on the uptake
0: here. Yes, it seems really obvious to me. Like hypothetically, if I was—I mean, you know—I'm not going into dreams, but if I were to go in the dreams, <laughs> and, this thing, and this dream were to consume me in a way that I couldn't escape, what would cause that? Oh well, you know, I mean, that doesn't happen very often. But if yeah. it did, it because of this. Yeah, yeah that's a good question. And
2: uh, and yeah, what a strange at specific, specific at question. Misa at one points like I checked on your dreams three times last night, and you weren't dreaming. So that's not good for your health. Yeah, you must not be feeling very good. <laughs> yeah. Huh.
0: <laughs> wonder what could cause that. Is
1: that like the Teleron Riyadh equivalent of putting like the stuffing the pillows into your bed so it looks like you're asleep in your bed when your parents <laughs> <laughs> come check?
2: Like Ferris Bueller. Yeah. You have the fan tied to the, the thing to make it look like it's shifting. Uh-huh. It's like a recording that's like... Oh. <laughs> So then we cut to Nynaeve and Elaine who are sort of hanging out. I guess everybody in Saladar is
0: waiting for the announcement about what happened with Tarna Fair. This is something that struck me and is a little frustrating to me. This person, Tarna, is not their friend. No. Uh, she's an emissary but she's getting all of these like privileges that they're feasting her. They're like There's all this yeah. pomp and ceremony. And I get that she's nice to die but she's objectively an enemy, right? She's an emissary, right? And this is they're
2: they're trying to impress her right it's politics yeah. okay like they, they don't want her to you know because what she's going to think is these people are all living in mud huts or something this is pathetic compared to the white tower so True. they're trying to put off this image of being you know powerful and in control i guess but is... and
0: like treating her with respect they treat her with more respect than they probably would an emissary from anywhere else besides the white tower yeah I, and they say it's just because she's nice to die but yeah i guess it makes more sense if it's just that they're trying to impress her. Yeah,
2: and also you don't want to give them, you know, Casas belly. You don't want to injure her or dishonor her in some way that, that the White Tower could use as an excuse not to
0: deal with you in the future, you know? There's just no angle in treating her bad. I mean, they're going to—they have an army, right? They're, the army's not there to, you know, just hang around yeah, liberty, but, right?
2: But still, there, there is a political element here, and it's important to play the game,
0: right? There's a value here in treating her well. Yeah, I just I, I think at the very least they shouldn't be letting her walk around on her own in the town because she's already tried to take Nynaeve, right? Like mm-hmm. she's she's certainly not acting in good faith.
2: Yeah, that's true. I, I think to a certain extent they they still see this as like an internal squabble. Yeah. You know, like they, like I think maybe the sitters in the hall still think maybe we're just gonna work this all out. Yeah. And they might be thinking, we're gonna work this all out by getting Elida to step down which is, you know, not very likely.
0: Well, I, they're, I guess either the way, they're not. Thing, that would be the idea, right? They're,
2: they're not partisans yet. They're not, like, hardcore, we're going to have to kill all of them yet.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, the only people who have suffered lasting damage are Swan and Leanne, and none of the Aes Sedai care about them anymore. They're not important anymore. Well, they're not Aes right. Sedai anymore. Exactly. persons
0: Yeah, they're yeah. barely human.
2: <laughs> yeah, it, it makes sense to me. You know, you, you, you treat your enemies really well because, like, if you lose, then that might make them go a little easier on you. And if you win, then that's like something you can rub in their face, you know? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, they're waiting for the announcement. Tarnar Fair leaves. Mm-hmm. And the uh, sitters of the hall come out and give this really stupid, noncommittal speech about how we will do what's best for everybody, and we'll let you know as soon as there's anything to know. Goodbye. Yep. Even though, like, the whole town is out there waiting on tinderhooks for what the result of the
0: negotiation was. Yeah, their their answer is... Their their announcement is essentially nothing, right? I mean, it's just yeah, it's no nothing. No information, yeah. A non-statement, which I would be pissed off
2: if I was a soldier wagering my life on this group. After this, Elena
0: and Nynaeve, let's say they... So, so Elaine is worried that Nynaeve is going to just go off half-cocked, and Nynaeve goes off half-cocked, right? That's exactly what she does, like, like one-quarter cocked. <laughs> so she's like, I'm going to move this plot forward.
2: Yeah, yeah. She she goes up and, and braces the Sheryam and Carlina. And it said, it basically demands to be sent on a quest to Ibudar to find <laughs> this bowl of winds. You! Come talk to
0: me in private. Okay, we need to go to Ibadar, And they're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like, you're accepted. That doesn't make any sense at all. And it's not he, really surprising. Like, this is... This, yeah, this, yeah, this is what you would expect. <laughs> yes,
2: this is the answer that it, everyone knew they was They're actually very reasonable. They're like, we've got an Aes Sedai who lives in that city,
0: we'll send her a letter. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, it, and then he's like, no, because <laughs> it'd be hard to find the thing.
2: Yeah, like only we can find the thing that we don't really know know. know where it is, so we can't tell
0: you where it is.
1: And only men can use it too? Or it needs
2: a man.
0: Yeah, and it lays straight up lies. Yeah,
1: just flat out lies.
0: Yeah, which is, I think, very clever, right? I mean, like this... So even though this... We didn't know until this very moment how this weather bowl was going to bring them closer to Rand, Elaine, I guess, just makes it up on the spot. It's a good idea.
2: I'm not convinced this is the thing that brings them closer to Rand. No, not necessarily. I think they may have screwed up the need thing. Anyway, yeah, she tells them that it it needs a man channeling so they're going to have to... Deal with Rand, Yep. If they find it,
1: that's uh, a big ass lie.
2: It's a it's a huge lie, and they get away with it. Yeah. And sheriam says, "Oh well, that's good to know. You know, thanks for the tip." And then Nynaeve just goes off on her. I know, just like, like they really lets loose. This whole long paragraph of her just, "What are you thinking? You're seeing here being cowards, or whatever." There's another bit of good writing here because Nynaeve launches into it and. And the, the little section ends when, when Elaine realizes that they're in huge trouble because Naive is berating them. Yeah. And then they're scrubbing pots and and she's mad at Naive. And then Naive's like, Well, you were lecturing them too. And Elaine's like, Yeah, yeah, I was. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I did that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. It's just like she's uh, just like tearing in them and just like cuts them, like scrubbing the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a very like cinematic transition, I'd say. And right. I
1: do want to point out just real briefly, it's a side thing, but the. The Aes um, Sedai, who's in Ebudar, it's a gray sent to convince the queen to support Saladar. So we actually found an example of what an Aes Sedai is doing out in the world.
2: That's true. Yeah, mm-hmm. an actual Aes Sedai. And a gray, too. Maybe negotiating? I don't know. Something like that? Yeah, yeah it could be.
1: Interesting. But the chapter ends with yet another time when they're talking about a secret that we don't know what it is.
0: Mm-hmm. We Mm-hmm. We but we do learn, uh, for what it's worth, that apparently Sharyam was planning on raising them from Accepted. Until this outburst or something, mm-hmm. yeah, like mid mid uh, punishment, she's like, like yeah. and they're punishing them to cover something up. Yes, which is unclear what. Yeah, yeah, but, but it sounds like they have something. They have a plan, and it's and it's not for reference. It's not the council or whatever. It's it's these three Aes Sedai who are running things behind the scenes: Sheryam, Kerlinya and Morvrin Morvrin right. You are all three Black Aja, I'm pretty sure.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So, that's it for this episode. Next time, we're going to cover chapters 16 through 19 of Lord of Chaos. I am Jeff Lake. That's at Jeff underscore Lake on Twitter.
1: I'm Alice Sullivan at Alice M. Sullivan.
2: And I'm Micah Sparkman. I don't have one of those. (laughs) If you have any comments, questions, or feedback, please drop us a line at hello at thedragonreread.com.
1: We love hearing from you, but please no spoilers.
2: You know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> please share us with anybody you think will like us. Please give us good reviews wherever you got this. Please check out our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Armadillo Podcasting Club. If you're into Harry Potter, you can check out our other podcast, MWA Muggles with Attitude. Uh, please like us in real life. We're so likable. Until next time, the, the light, light illumine you. you.